Happy Easter to everybody out there. I am at it again with the podcast, so sit back with your family, grab another plate, maybe a beer, because welcome once again to the most must-hear podcast, where I am not the smartest podcaster out there, but I may in fact be the loudest. And boy, was I loud on Thursday for the Bruins vs. Lightning game. Awesome, man. I was at the garden in attendance with that fun, loud crowd, and I was saucy as all hell, so I'm absolutely going to be talking about that. I'll be going over yesterday's game against the Panthers and to today's crazy matchup against the Flyers. A lot to talk about. So a lot of bees talk. Uh, talking about how we feel about the Bruins moving forward after these last few games. I am also going to be playing a short audio clip of me winning my family's Easter Egg Smashing Championship and becoming the only six-time champion because I thought it was funny as hell, and I think that all of you will agree. Uh, But wait. Hold on, everybody. That is not all because I am going to be having my first guest on the program. He is my Tampa Bay Lightning insider, but do not worry. He is all about the Bruins. So, first guest on the show. Exciting. Bruins. Easter. Everything else. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to get all this set up. You can meet my first guest. Don't go anywhere. First things first. Gotta talk egg smashing. Stick around. (laughs) Okay, so we are, we're going to start this with the uh, Easter Egg Smashing Championship, so I am going to paint a picture for you guys. My family does Easter a little bit differently than most other families out there. I won't go over everything, but every year we pick some hard-boiled eggs and we tap the tips of the eggs to see whose egg breaks and whose does not. Things get very competitive, things get very heated. When you're going against your mom, you're going against your grandmother, or in my case, I got to deal with Situ, bragging rights mean everything in my family. I did not, out of nowhere, go to Bruins game as a Viking for no reason. My family is crazy. We are brutal. My mother beat me in fantasy football three years ago, and to this day, will not let me walk by her unless she bumps me and brings it up. So it's very competitive in our family. So anyway... After defeating my girlfriend and my uncle, I was in the finals against my eight-year-old cousin. And here is the audio of what happened next. Let me help you. I'm I happy. got it in my hand. I'm happy with the outcome. Who's oh, kidding? You got me? Smash your life. Straight down. <laughs> I'm happy with yeah, the straight outcome. down. Straight down. You know I've gotten here for a reason. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Backseat back back driver. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Six oh my god. Six time. Oh my god. Any day. Let's go! Oh! Six time! Easter Egg Smashing Champion! Oh! Woo! Let's go! Pick me up! Pick me up! Yes! I think they came with the beat up. Woo! I knew you could do it. I knew you could do it. Yeah! Let's go! Yeah! 
Not bad. <laughs> so, so things were kind of crazy. I probably shouldn't have called my eight-year-old cousin a loser, but you know, as I said, it gets competitive, it gets crazy, and it absolutely did this year. This year was no different than any other. <laughs> and uh, Egg Smash Championship six time is your boy, and that will do it for the. For the Easter portion, we're going to be going into the Bruins segment next. I will be talking to my first guest shortly. Don't go anywhere. Yo, man. Oh, my goodness. That that worked out so well. So I was going to do an introduction, but (laughs) I guess we're in this. Yeah, Uh, we're in it. Ladies and gentlemen. It's my pleasure to introduce the jester himself, the always super cash, super casual. My good friend Duff, how's it going, man? Pretty good, man. What's going on? <sighs> you know, a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, I'm fired up to have you on. And as I said earlier, we attended a Bruins game Thursday. We had a few wobbly pops Quite at the greatest few. bar <laughs> with the uh, vanilla gorilla on the floor of three. Uh, side note, the greatest bar is like the best place to pregame if, you know, in general. It's insane. Go see Scale. Oh, yeah. You got to see Scale. He's the best. So let me start with what do you think of the crowd? What do you think the crowd was? Was it rowdy? Was it casual? Lightning. Bees versus lightning. Crowd got it going a little bit. Not as what I, not what I was expecting, but they got it going. I mean, battle for first place. Everyone knew what it was. Yep. Crazy matchup. It's true. Now, Barstool gets Pete's review, of, uh, which I think is fantastic. So, if you were going to rate him 1 through 10, what, do you, what would you think? Overall, I'd say I'd give it, let's say, a 7. It wasn't too crazy, but they were crazy enough. I, 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 I got to hit you with Portnoy. I think that's it's rookie score, man. No, <laughs> you man gotta... Solid score. <laughs> you got to go with – you need the decimal point, man. You, you watch the reviews. You... I'm going to go I'm gonna go with a 7.1. All right. All right. I can go with that. I was going to say – when you asked the decimal point, I was going to say 7.2. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, it, it should have been more of a playoff-type atmosphere. Uh, I thought it was, you know, first period was okay. It, was, it wasn't crazy. It, it got crazy in the third, but a lot happened. So, obviously, oh, yeah, nuts when it starts off with that. Uh, I definitely could have done without the we want the cup chant at the end. I'd probably too, went too a playoff early. round <laughs> before you start chanting that crap. Yep. But uh, this game had a little bit of everything. I'm going to dive right into this. You ready to go, Duff? Yeah, yeah, I'm down. All right, so I'm just going to go over some stuff that happened. Here we go. Uh, lots to talk about for this game. Backus and Grizzlick ended up playing. Corrali sat with an injury. Uh, no other returns to note. We had a Red Sox collapse in their season opener. So there goes the Tampa sweep. Uh, the game started with big hits. Heavy feel to this game, as you jet, as you said earlier. Both teams knowing the stakes. The Bruins outshot the Lightning for the majority of the play in the first. Braden Point was called for holding halfway through the first, and maybe one of the only flaws is the penalty kill. Would you agree about that? 
Yeah, definitely. Penalty kill, I mean, they're not horrible, but especially horrible. against a team like the Bruins, you can't be giving up a penalty. No, I agree. And uh, surprisingly, one of the league's team where statistically we got some good looks, but nothing goes in. The Bruins finally break through the Tampa defense with a goal. Went off Ryan McDonough's stick. Schaller is credited. Tommy Wingles gets the lone assist. What would you think of that goal? I mean, solid goal. I mean, they battled. I mean, that's the only way you can do it against Lightning. I mean, you got to battle. You got to get in there. I mean, a little. I feel like that's a huge advantage for us. The fourth line, always playing hard, and it's always grinding. Like we got so much skill on the on the top, but we also like we got skill everywhere, man. Oh yeah, I mean it's all around. I mean, other teams, you know, you got one or two solid lines. We can we can rely on pretty much all four lines. So I'm loving that this year about the team. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, less than a minute later, with time winding down, always dangerous and all-around hunk of a man. Patrice Bergeron shoots, redirected with his bro Pasta, and we're cooking it with a 2-0 lead. What'd you think of that? Yeah, I mean, they got control. I mean, that was uh, they were on a power play for that one. Yep. So, that was solid. They got control. Pasta worked down the left boards, let that low, hard shot rip. You know, they got it in there. They, dude, they really did. This game got me so fired up. Um, Got to wait till the end of the period to go off the score. I feel like I feel like this happens all the time with the Bruins. Like at the end of the period, for some reason, we like turn it on. We start going nuts and we get goals. Like why? Why? Why do we do that? Why do we wait so long? Dude, I'm telling you, they play to the other team. They let the other team come out. They feel them out. They're like, all right, let's play at their pace. And then if that starts to backfire, they're like, all right, boys, we got to turn it on. I feel like that's what it is almost every game. Yeah, it's insane. I I wish they would just – they really do play to the other team. I wish they would just keep going. But, I mean, hey, we we battle. That's fine. So that's the end of the first. Second period starts. Gianta puts Tampa on the power play at about the 118 marker. They immediately score because – Two to one. Listen, you know that how the lightning are so dangerous. You know better than most because you like the lightning and they are filthy on the power play. Yep. Yeah, they're dangerous. I mean, they got they have too much firepower to give them a man advantage. It's just it's not fair. It's <laughs> dude, it really isn't. Like <laughs> Tampa Bay is just out of control. They can score from anywhere, they can do anything. Uh, luckily for us, our penalty kill is filthy, but like you said, the lightning are just too much. You can't, can't give them that man advantage. So, okay. Now at about the eight forty four left in the second period, things went from entertaining regular season matchup to Stanley cup finals levels of intensity very quickly. Uh, you got, I'm not, I'm not sure it's Corey. Some guy from Tampa crashes into the net. Conniture. Tukarask. What's his name? Conniture. Conacher. Okay, this that's why I got you on, buddy. This dude slams into Tuka Rask, and Tuka loses his mind. And as the big screen man guy would say, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. I've been waiting for Tuka to give me a reason to believe besides just his play. This was his moment. Like I said in my first podcast, can Tuka do it when it comes to the playoffs? And this got me a step closer to like actually believing in him. Oh, yeah. I mean... I watched I watched an interview with him after that game, and they were talking about the fight. I mean, it's sort of bad to say it, but 
Tuca pretty much said he didn't feel like his own D guys were sticking up for him right then. So okay. he felt the Lightning were pushing guys into him, and he needed to stick up for himself. So, I mean, hey, if he wants to show that kind of emotion, that's great. Like, that's that's awesome for Tuke. Well, I mean, look at look at how much the team with Tim Thomas rallied around him. Like, that was his crease, you know? Oh, yeah. Whether he was filthy or whether he wasn't, because Tim Thomas – wasn't always all sunshine and rainbows. He made a lot of mistakes. He did a lot of dumb stuff, but you loved him because he would hack you. He would hit you. Like that was his crease. And the team would want to play for that guy because they were like, listen, this guy's coming. And with Tuca, you know, he lets in soft ones here or there. He usually to me is only playing as good as the guys in front of him. And if he can turn it on, get angry and like play like he did in this game, it's what gets me one step closer to believing in the guy. Oh, 100, 100%. I mean, he's got to step it up. Like you are saying, I mean, let's in the softies here and there. But, I mean, he also has the whole Tim Thomas-esque type saves randomly, which, I mean, get the people going. I mean, it gets me going. I lost my mind. You know I lost my mind. You were right next to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so we're at the end of the second. The Lightning pulled close to the shot on goals category because they were heavily trailing throughout. Uh, ended with 17 shots on goal. Bruins got 19. The third period at that point, man, you know, it's shaken up to be fucking insane. Uh, the period starts. It's evenly matched. Uh, Rask, he makes some huge saves. Pasta's so fired up about the goalie finally giving a shit that he throws down with Dan Giardi after the hit on Bergeron. And you got to love that, dude. Like, you've got to love that Pasta throws down. What did you think? I mean, if you're having guys that are going to be possibly your top goal scorers dropping mitts and throwing fists. I mean, <laughs> I'm all about it. I mean, that's my style of hockey. I mean, the, the Bruins aren't the big bad Bruins anymore, but if guys are going to start giving a shit and taking care of their own business, I'm all for it. Dude, I'm all for it too. I That was awesome, dude. Pasta. I mean, thank God he didn't hurt himself. Because if he hurt himself, I'd be bashing him so hard right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he didn't. So, no harm, no foul. Uh... So Bacchus is exchanging pleasantries with everybody <laughs> because that's what he does. And I'm pretty sure that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but him and Paquette uh, got into it a little bit and they end up getting called for roughing. Yeah, yeah, a little back and forth, a little pushy shoveys. little pushy shoveys. So that puts it to a four-on-four four and sweet, sweet Patrice scores on a feed from Tory Krug to put the Bruins up by two. That was filthy. Yeah, I mean, that started solid attack. You know, they started behind the net. I mean, that was just triangle passing at its best. What was it? I'm pretty sure it was Marshy to Krug to Bergey. That was great. It's just, it's what we never had with Claude. Like, we never... It's so weird how... All of a sudden, when Bruce Cassidy comes in, all of a sudden, like, what did everyone decide that they learned how to score? Like, what did did he go in there and go, "You can't dangle. There is no dangling in my system." <laughs> like, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense when you see how filthy everybody else is now. It's like it's, it was only a few years ago. How the hell did this happen? I mean, you let some young kids in there, and they got pure scoring skill. I mean, you let those kids go. You don't you don't put a barrier on them. Let him use the hands. That's true. You know Ryan Donato would never get a lick of ice time if Claude was here. Oh, no. The guy would be down the AHL real quick. He really would. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and I don't know about you, but at this point, I've got a raging Bergeron in my pants. I'm losing my mind. Uh, but the Lightning team, as you know, they're not about to give up. They answer almost immediately on a headman shot that makes it through. It's a one-goal game with six minutes left. What are you thinking at this point? I mean, I'm hoping at that point when Vic, when Victor Hedman snuck down that, that board, ripped it from the dot, mm-hmm. got through Rath somehow, I'm hoping that the Bruins aren't letting off the gas. Because if that happens, which it's happened before, yep, it just turns real bad. So at that point, I'm just like, please stay your foot on the gas, come back at them, pressure them, and just take care of business. No doubt about that. And Tampa furiously – furiously tries to tie the game, but Brad Marchand ices it with an empty net goal assisted by Patrice Bergeron and Pasternak, and the Bruins win four to freaking two. What an incredible game. Start to finish. Did we miss anything? I don't think we did. I think that was good. I think it was a crazy game. What did you what did you think about that game? I mean end of the game, I'm pumped. We're in first place. We took down the Lightning, which are like the powerhouse of the Atlantic. Yep. I mean, we're proving that we're supposed to be up there now. And to me, that was that was a playoff game. Yes. I mean, last month of the regular season, I know stuff gets a little touchy. It's here and there. Everyone's trying. But that was, that was playoff-type gaming. And it had – and it just – oh, it, it got me all kinds of fired up. Gave me the feels, man. Because if you had said this in the beginning of the season when we're getting slapped around that we would be in this position, no one would have believed you. I mean, I felt it. You felt it. We know, man. We we love the Bruins. Yep, we, yep. we are always going to love the Bruins. We're all in all the time. And I, I don't want to say that I knew we'd be here because I didn't. No one knew that we were going to get here. But – how satisfying is it? Like you said, we're sitting in first, we're sitting at the top, but we had a game on Saturday as well. And that was not a must win, but the way the lightning were, were playing, you, you would assume they were going to end up beating the Rangers, which they did. So let's dive into Saturday's game. The Florida Panthers versus the Bruins. And you knew the Panthers were going to try and bring it because they're fighting for their playoff lives at this point, actually. And uh, they sure started out. Jamie McGinn capitalizes on a rebound after some passing in tight from Keith Yandel. Uh, He hits it over to Vincent Trocek. They just wanted it. They kept hacking and hacking and hacking at Tuca, and the bad guys score first. Panthers are up 1-0. What did you think at that point? That was rough, rough goal against Rask. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Rask's overall lifetime career against the Panthers is something ridiculous, like 23-1. and Okay. You come into that game, you let up that goal, which was – it was iffy. I mean, they were battling out front. I mean, you can't take that away from the Panthers. They were solid battling. They were just pushing guys around, and they snuck it in. Exactly what they had to do. I mean, somebody should have ripped that thing out. They had a couple chances to clear it out, but it didn't happen, and they snuck it in. So, Yeah, I don't don't so much put that on Tuca, only because – like you said, there was a lot of infighting in there, right in the crease. I mean, he makes the initial save. I think he even made the secondary save, but, you know, they wanted it more at that moment. They slapped it in, and, you know, it is what it is. You knew they were going to come out on fire because they need these points more than we do. But it didn't take long for the Bruins to let them know that this game was not going to be an easy tilt. Score his versus a Bruin. 
on an absolutely insane spin pass from David Krejci. Duff, the pass. Tell me about it. I mean, that thing, Krejci gets it, gets the puck half boards, works his <laughs> way all the way up to the point. No look, spin pass to the front of the net as Holden beats his defenseman for the tip in. It was, I mean, it was dirty. It's it was a hold dirty. my dick moment. Like, yeah, that's it. Or a hold in my dick moment. My <laughs> good God. It was filthy. It was honestly like, you know how I feel about Krejci. He just, when he turns it on, he's a freaking monster. He's getting into playoff mode. He's getting into playoff mode. He's ready to go. And you know he's going to get it going. <laughs> okay, so at this point, tie game. And Jake DeBrusque says, get this tie game the fuck out of here. So he scores in his first game since returning from an injury. Ryan Donato gets the primary assist for checking hard and getting the puck into the front of the net for Jake. What do you think about that? I mean, it's just, at this point, it's pure battle for the Bees. Yep. I mean, this game this game was going a little rough for the Bees, even though, I mean, the score at that point wasn't really showing it. They, they looked real slow. They were getting a little beat up, but yep. I mean, just turned into a pure battle. I mean, they, they're working their way into the nets. They're getting down low. They're cycling, and they're scoring. I mean, it's what it's going to have to be for probably the end of the season. Like, this type of game is what it's going to be for the next week or so. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you. That's uh, pretty much the end of the first, and the second period shows up. And so, again, does Ryan Donato on the score sheet, this time notching a filthy goal, making Reimer look as helpless as he did when he blew a three-goal lead against us in Game 7 a few years ago. Duff, tell me how you felt about watching Donato score on this one again. I mean, the kid isn't <laughs> I mean, filthy myths. I mean, if you want a description of what filthy myths is, it's Donato. Out of control. I mean, he's just, I mean, give this kid this season and next year, and hey, he's probably going to be one of the top scorers on this team. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, I haven't skill. seen a guy with this kind of. Like I, I told you, my only criticism of him is that, you know, he falls a lot and he he's not big, but he's so he's young. I mean, he's a kid. So it's like, but the way that he, he can score and he just creates offense, he he's so filthy. I can't even like. I he knows seen, where to be. He knows yeah. where the puck's going to be and he knows how to get there. I mean, four check. When he has to, they send him up on a four check. He'll slow it down. The back check is insane with him. He'll help pick some guys' pockets. Yep. And then you feed him the puck. You give him any kind of time, he's probably putting it by a goalie. There's no doubt. Absolutely love the kid. I hope that they end up playing him in the playoffs. Uh, Cassie has been cutting his minutes, but I'm hoping that – I don't know. I really that hope. could be the reason, though. Cut his minutes now, save him a little bit because he's young, throw him in the playoffs. I would love to see him there. I really hope he is. So at this point in the game, the Panthers are feeling it maybe slipping away a little bit. The fact that it's three to one and uh, Michael Haley, who is technically the best fighter in the NHL. I mean, he's got over 20 scraps decides to go against Adam McQuaid. How did that one work out for him? Duff? I think he was rudely mistaken of what he wanted to do. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. He, I think this was his 21st fight of the season, and I think his stat is he has more fights than, I think, 20 other teams. It was either 12 or 20 other teams in the league for fights. Mm-hmm. 
He got his hands on McQuaid first. He got did. McQuaid a little off balance. But the second McQuaid planted his feet and he nailed him with an uppercut, he was like, maybe I shouldn't have did this. Oh, yeah, you can and, see it in his eyes. And that's when McQuaid just started hammering him. And, I mean, he landed quite a bit of punches. I mean, a lot of helmet hits. I mean, they didn't rip the helmets off, so right. it wasn't anything crazy. But after McQuaid landed those punches, he threw him to the ice. And then he was just like, hey, man, this is what happens when you step up to the big leagues. It's the truth, man. I mean, McQuaid, like, obviously he has his injury concerns and all that. But when that dude's healthy, who's a, honestly, who's a better fighter than him in the NHL? It's it's going to be hard to find someone who's of a fighter as him. I mean, he gets right. in a lot of fights, doesn't really lose. I don't think I remember the last time McQuaid really lost. Right. I mean, Sean Thornton was known as, like, our guy, the dude that would fight. But he just – he didn't have the size that McQuaid does. Like, McQuaid is just – he's a freak, man. He's, like, the perfect size. He's got the right power. And he – like you said, dude, I don't remember the last time he lost a fight. Every time I see him drop him, I go, you fucked up. I'm like, dude, it's on. Like, you are done. Yeah, it's uh, – That's the truth. Yeah, I mean, it's – I mean, it's rough dealing with him. I mean – there's a reason he's on the team. I mean, everyone knows he's not a point getter. Right. Definitely not a goal scorer, but it's pure intimidation. Like, you think you're going to mess with the Bruins? Like, all right, we're going to send McQuaid out on the ice and see what you do with it. There's no doubt. So after that happens, a big-time scrum takes place. Uh, and after an uncomfortable elbow from uh, Jonathan Huberdo, it happens, and everyone gets tangled up in some pushy shoveys. Uh this results in a penalty to Vincent Trocek and a double minor for Brad Marchand. Another penalty was called while Marchand was still in the box on the minor and this time putting the Bruins on the power play. What, what really, I didn't, I was having a little, a little bit too much to drink at this point. What really happened with this? I saw Marchand uppercut somebody. I saw like Tory Crew gets taken down. There's a lot going on at that moment. Yeah, this was, I mean, I'm still confused about it because the way these penalties worked out, it it shouldn't have worked out the way it did. I thought maybe even strength type thing right. or something. But all I know is, Berge, I'm pretty sure it was Bergeron in there holding somebody. Yep. Marshy came over, threw a couple shots, landed landed a solid uppercut. Yep. And then Krug came over to try to step in because, I mean, he's a defenseman. I mean, not the biggest guy, but he's trying to step in, help out his forwards. got to do what you got to do. Yeah, crew gets legit tackled to the ice for no reason, and then refs are just like, you know what? Hey, we're gonna give uh, we're gonna give Florida a power play out of this. Even when that happens, though, like, didn't you feel another goal coming from the Bruins? Like they're pissed off, and they're just like, at that moment, I was like, all right, Florida, like, don't you get it? Don't you get that you're not winning this game and you're just being stupid and you're about to get slapped? Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, it's a it's a bad decision to piss off the Bruins. I mean, like I said before, it's not the big bad Bruins anymore, which I'm okay with that. But I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna poke the bear, I mean, now it's gonna turn into we're gonna send our skills guys out, and you want to piss us off, we're just gonna score on you. It's we truth. might not beat you up physically, but we're gonna we're gonna beat you up mentally and just beat you down and get scores. Oh yeah, man! You poke the bear, you get bit. There's no doubt about that. That's what's happening, uh, and. As we're saying, DeBrusque spanks one and off a rebound from Kevin Miller's blast from the point. The Bruins have a commanding 5-1 to one lead, and they take home the win 
fairly easily, but as we have to go over, not so fast. Great, great victory, great win. But Riley Nash takes a puck to the head in a scary moment. He's taken off the game and he didn't return. His status is kind of still up in the air. What do you think's going on? I know he got stitches, uh, but what do you think's going on with him? Have you heard anything? No, I haven't. I haven't seen anything else about it. I know he got the Tory Krug shot went high. It was a weird bounce off the boards. He tried to one timer it, like slap shot type shit. But uh, then came high, hit him in the side of the head, probably right where the ear protectors are supposed to be on the helmet. He probably doesn't wear them. Right. Ripped his ear open. He got rushed off. I mean, I know for a fact they're saying stitches. He got a bunch of stitches. I don't know if it's something with just the stitches and they're trying to take it easy with him or mm-hmm. if they're trying to do something with a puck to the head. And hopefully it's nothing to do with, like, a concussion-type thing. God, I know. I'm hoping he's back sooner rather than later. Uh, that wasn't the end of the injuries for the Bruins. Uh, Krejci scared the crap out of me after taking a puck to the leg, but he would return to the game and then notch three assists, so no big deal for Krejci. Uh, Brandon Carlo was not so fortunate, though. Uh, I didn't actually see what happened on the play. I tried to find it online, but I couldn't find it. I do know that whatever did happen resulted in a broken fibula and the end of his 2018 campaign with the Bruins, and that freaking breaks my heart, dude. Like, this guy played great all year. He was a part of what we were doing, what we had going on, and I felt like he was really, like, getting into it these last two weeks, and I, it really sucks. I really feel for that guy. Yeah, I mean, I saw, I finally saw a replay of it earlier today, and it actually wasn't anybody's fault really he was battling in that corner right he ended up getting spun up and he blew an edge i think and as he dropped his leg twisted around him no as it went down and i'm pretty sure he did it himself which is horrible like it, it sucks doesn't mean he's a solid dude like mm-hmm. i like him on the team he's working out but i mean to see him get taken off in a stretcher the second they opened that samboni door oh you I brought it up yep as it happened, you brought it up because I, did, I didn't even realize. But when they open that door, there's only one reason, and that's the stretcher, as you said. And that, that sucks. It's so – feel real bad for the guy. Um, do we know what's going on with Rick Nash? <laughs> like, no. I, uh, I, really, upper like, body I injury. really hope he's just going to show up in the playoffs and be like, sup, guys, I'm ready to go. But I'm, like, terrified that he's not going to, and I hate it. I think – I think it's going to happen. I think they're – I think what they were originally trying to do with all these guys on the injured list was hold them off as long as possible for the playoffs. But we just constantly are getting injuries now where we can't do that anymore. We have to bring guys back. We have to fill in the spots. But Rick Nash, like if I had to, I'd put money on him being back for playoffs. Okay. Well, I'm going to take your word on that, dude. So you'll owe me a beer if that doesn't happen. <laughs> Uh, okay, so two big games, two big ones. The Lightning end up beating the Rangers 7-3, to shortening the Bruins' point lead over them by – so we're only at one mere point, which brings me to today. Easter Sunday hockey baby. The Bruins were on the road against a hungry Flyers team. I didn't see the whole game because I was becoming the six-time Easter egg-smashing champion. All I can go over <laughs> is what I did see. Uh, so I'm going to go over what I did see. You you also kind of missed a little bit of the first and second, right? 
Yeah, yeah, you know, good old Easter dinner, lunch, whatever you want to call it with the fam. You know, had to miss some of it, but saw the last period, so. That's all you needed. Oh, yeah. The last game, period's yeah. all you needed. So, yeah, so I'll go over what I what I know, and then you can go over what you know. So, we're in the third period. We're down 3-1. to one. Pasternak fires from a wide angle. The shot deflects off of Andrew McDonald's skate and goes right past Mrazek. It is now 3-2. to two. Were you watching at that point? Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Uh, I was going nuts with that one because it was it was an odd angle shot. It was a weird shot for that. I saw it go in, and I'm like, I don't know how this happened. And then the replay, <laughs> off eight right through him. I mean, that's a little bit of puck luck, but I mean, sometimes you got to take it. That's fine. Listen, if anyone deserves some puck luck, it's the freaking Bruins <laughs> because yeah, they don't so- have any freaking puck luck. So we'll take that. So that score happens, and me and my family are now not leaving the TV. The clock winds down. We're not getting many good chances. Qdobin goes to the bench with about, I want to say, one and a half minutes left. At this point, crazy shit goes down in the last minute. With the Bruins getting a lot of chances, a Flyers player, I don't know who it was, shoots for the 180-foot empty netter, but he misses. So instead, the Flyers are called for icing. The Bruins call a timeout with 26 seconds left. I'm thinking we're screwed at this point. What are you thinking? I mean, I'm thinking the same thing. I mean, this the Flyers were playing hard the whole game. They were, they were fired up. We're down to 26 seconds. They got the icing, but then we call a timeout. So, I mean, it sort of defeats the purpose of the icing. You're giving these guys a break. Right. You're letting the Flyers get rested now. I mean, even Yeah, I didn't like it. Seconds. I didn't like the timeout call, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I mean it ends up working out for us. But yeah. my call, like, I would say no. I mean, let those guys be winded. And let's try to win a faceoff in the offensive zone and take care of it. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck do we know, man? Cassidy is literally a god at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, he, yeah. Everything he does works out. So, 26 seconds left. We get the puck in deep, and everyone is just trying to keep the puck in the zone. We're not really getting anything good going. Simmons has the puck about two feet from the blue line. Cannot get it out. The Flyers honestly should be a bit ashamed with their effort in the end of this game. But anyway, somehow we keep the puck in. And amongst all the chaos, Bergeron buries in a rebound after a scramble in front of the net. And we're tied with three freaking seconds left. How my grandmother's house is still standing, I will never know. We all went <laughs> nuts. This Bruins team does not quit. I absolutely fucking love them. Tell me what you were thinking at this point. I mean, when I saw the Flyers, they had maybe two or three solid chances to clear this puck out of the zone. Oh, yeah. And we were just battling. We were getting bodies in front of the line, doing whatever we could to stop it. And I'm like, hey, we got it in. And they started walking the puck in. I'm like, we got a chance right now. I'm like, time's, time's running out. And then that whole scrum happened. And then you just see everybody go nuts on the ice. I mean, at that point, I was going nuts. Uh, no was, doubt. You've yeah. got to give the Bruins absolute credit. There's no doubt. Like, I'm not trying to take it away from them. It's just, to me, I'm more shit on the Flyers because they're there in that situation. That's your job. Just get the freaking puck out of the zone. And you got a timeout. You got to relax and take it easy. And dude, from you know, like that last six minutes, we had nothing going on. Even when Bergeron scored that goal, we didn't have anything going on. It just fucking hit off of everybody and went right to him. And thank a little bit of puck luck, and we get a goal. It's like, 
what battle from the Bruins, but what a mistake for the Flyers. Yeah, huge mistake. I mean, solid two or three chances. And I don't even care. All you had to do was ice it. Because even if you iced it, like, not worry about just chipping it out, you could have ripped that thing down the boards. And with a matter of five seconds left, we weren't going to skate down the ice with time and have, no. have a stoppage. So, I mean, you would have ended the game. Yeah, it's crazy. This this freaking Bruins team is insane. So, so Bergeron, that's that. Uh, overtime comes with good chances at both ends. But at the end of it, Claude Giroux gets a filthy goal on a breakaway. We end up losing. Claude Giroux, does he have over 90 freaking – does he have 94 points? Yeah, yeah, he's over 90 points right what, now. What – like what? Like yeah. what, what, Claude Giroux, he – I know he's good, but is he doing that every year or is he just going off this year? No, I don't think I haven't looked into it, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't have that total every year. Like Not he's that man. He's out of his mind. Yeah, like right now he's going nuts. And I mean that that OT goal was filthy. Because yeah. he even went Nobody in and faked the through that. the leg. Like the through the legs fake is what did it and that yeah. opened everything up for him. Yeah, I don't I don't fault Doby on that one. And I feel like Doby played a really good game. And the defense, Char was rusty. He, man, there were a couple times where he really screwed up and Doby kind of paid for it. But that's yeah. fine. I don't think Char would have even been playing if we didn't, you know, lose Carlo. We don't have McAvoy. Like, we're, we don't have, you know what I'm saying? I don't even think Char should be playing at this point. He's probably still hurting, but it is what it is. Yeah. Gotta do what we gotta I mean, do. They, you're going to rush him back in. I mean, for all we know, I mean, it could be another two weeks before he's good to go. I mean, we obviously don't know anything, but that's a big man to be rushed back into a game and be rusty. No doubt. On the road, crowds going nuts. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. Well, we lose in overtime. I'll obviously take the point. Hard fought game. So we are now up two points on the Lightning with a game at hand. The Lightning are playing the Preds as we speak right now. So hopefully the lightning will lose. We will play them on Tuesday. We will beat them and we will leave the East in the dust. Hopefully. I mean, that would be, that would be a solid way to start to end off the season. You know, a few games left, just get a couple points ahead of them, make it so they can't catch us and we'll be good. So just to go over, how are you feeling I had said in a couple of podcasts before about Tuka Rask, like the first podcast I ever did, I talked about like, can Tuka do it? That lightning game helped me watching that. The the Panthers game, I thought he was fine in it as well. I I kind of am thinking that Tuka Rask is going to be able to do this. I think we're making a deep run. I don't even think it matters who we play at this point. Yeah, I mean, I see. I mean, I can go with what you're saying. I mean, Rask, especially the past past couple weeks with Rask, I mean, he's shown some solid some solid showings. And, uh, I mean, definitely the lightning game. I mean, you're going against arguably one of the top forward lines in the NHL right now. And, I mean, he dealt with it no problem. Yep. I mean, he got, he got some defensive help. Obviously, he's not doing it himself. But, I mean, he's making some clutch saves when he has to. And I got a feeling – if he wants to get emotional, like he did in today's game, even like against the Lightning, I mean, if he's going to show that emotion, get real angry, and wants to show people what he can do, I mean, we got a solid chance. Why do we have the Lightning's number right now? That I don't know. 
I mean, that is – it's weird. I never expected it. I mean, like you said, I'm a Lightning fan. Right. I know what they can do. I mean, they're they're dangerous. They've got the best reason, hockey. Yeah, but for some reason, we have their number this season. Doesn't happen like that every season, but right now we have their number. No doubt. And obviously, you know as well as I do that in the playoffs, that doesn't mean a freaking thing. I mean, no, everything I'm out playoffs. turning on and we ain't going to do shit. But I, I'll tell you right now, I feel a hell of a lot better about them playing Tampa or, or about Tampa playing Toronto than I do about, like, if we end up playing, what is it, the Devils right now? Yeah, the Devils would be, if it was going right now, it would be the Devils. Okay, so that, not a walk in the park. I mean, they've been giving us fits. Taylor Hall, love Taylor to Hall our ass. Dead. So it's not, it's not a walk in the park, but I, obviously you're going to take that over Austin Matthews. You don't want to deal with that guy. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's crazy what, what Matthews is doing. I it mean, really is. But like you said, I'd rather take the Devils over them. But, I mean, you're still going to have to figure out how to shut down Hall. I'd rather have to deal with shutting down down Hall than Matthews. So that'll be a good thing. I'm hoping that Toronto can maybe slip one past the Lightning. I don't think they will. I think the Lightning are going to win that series. But hopefully they can take it seven, and hopefully they can kind of beat the bag out of them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, hopefully it goes it goes for the full seven. I mean, that would help us. But, I mean – the thing is, I don't see Toronto having a chance. Maybe if it's like a best out of three, Toronto might take it against the Lightning. But you're going best wow. out of seven. Yeah. I mean, the Lightning are just too much of an offensive force to contain the whole time. No, I absolutely agree, Duff. And I think that we have wrapped up these last three Bruins games pretty well. And I think we've done it. I think the podcast is going to come to an end at this point. Do you have anything else you need to uh, say? Get off your chest? No, no. I mean, uh, that was a solid podcast right there. Solid. Oh, absolutely. Talk, you know, recap. You did a good job. You did a good job. I think we had a good good flow going. Yeah, it was moving. It was moving. <laughs> well, hopefully we can keep crushing it. I'll definitely have you on again. And we got to say let's go Bruins. I want to thank you for being on the Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk Podcast. Yeah, no Thanks, problem, man. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Have a good one, dude. Later. Later. Thank you for everyone that listened. Have a good one. Until next Sunday.